Hi guys, welcome back to Rixie Manor at the wedding boot camp. We've got uh, Ben and Isadora joining us today along with James. I'm Quaid, our events and sales coordinator. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, bartending with two of our uh, best bartenders and um, give a little tips on how to and go from there. Yep. So we always start with what's our relationship with the people that we're talking to. Um, I'm married to that one. Um, that's Ben for those listening versus watching. Co-owner. Co-owner of the manor. manor. But most comfortable behind the bar, I think. Yeah. In his favorite spot. And then sitting with Quaid is James, who was behind the camera when we interviewed Rachel from Briley Images, because she he is Rachel's other half. And I don't remember when you first started bartending for us, but it must have been very, very early. Yeah, I think it was like five years ago or something, yeah. six now, something like that. We've got a core group of bartenders is about well, Our we choice. call them the boys, but there is at least one girl that jumps into that mix somewhere. And um, and five or six of them, including Soup and Josh, who actually bartended our wedding at the very beginning and are still bartending with us today. And then a few others who step in and do a fab job. Um, but all of them have been trained by us and work for the manor. Yeah. And yeah, so kind of Ben and James are going to talk you through a little bit about what bartending is very specifically at Rixie Manor, because we do have a few different policies, but also kind of giving you some hints and tips in the larger scale of what it is to serve, well, usually an open bar and a lot of people, a lot of alcohol. Yeah. So James, tell us about how you got started with this. Uh, well, it started with us becoming friends, basically. And once, uh, once the venue really got up and going, we kind of just fell in to, you know, help you guys out and Bartending was was that. <laughs> Been doing it ever since then. It's kind of a, a simple start, really. And I met Ben when I met Ben when he was bar, working in a bar. So tell me about oh, yeah. your bartending history, honey. Um, <laughs> Two thousand and six, I got a degree in mixology. Oh. Um, and I bartended. Oh, I bartended in Manhattan. I bartended in Los Angeles. Um, and then when we opened the wedding venue, I knew we were going to need a bar. And so I, I got to build the bar, which was a lot of fun um, and make it exactly to my specs, which was, which was again, a, a good time all around. But uh, I knew that it was going to have to be a bar that served a lot of people. Um, I didn't want it to be a very complicated bar because I wanted people to get served quickly. And uh, I think most importantly, um, we knew that people, multiple people had to work behind it and they had to have fun because if the bartenders are having fun, a good time, it, it certainly, uh, you know, the guests are then having a good time. It yeah, relates to them. Yes. It's contagious. Yes. What what a like, it is a pandemic good. of happiness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Spread the love. Yes. So, James, you've also bartended in a couple of venues that aren't just our venue. Yeah, I've done um, what? I haven't really done other venues. I've done other weddings at different locations. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Most of the time, or everyone I think that we've all done has been an open bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quaid, did you do paid bars in any of your venues? So all of our venues, um, we handled all the alcohol. Everything was included in the package. Um, <clears throat> so what I really like here is that everything is bringing your own. 
because alcohol is expensive, you know? So it's, it's nice that you can create your own bar, know what your guests are going to enjoy. And also if you want to have a special kind of, you know, wine or something, we're not going to put up an upcharge of a million dollars for no given reason. So it saves you a lot of money here. What do you guys normally see people spending money on? Um, I think my, my favorite bars are when it's just beer and wine, um, and maybe a few different hard alcohols. Beer and wine is certainly a lot of fun because, um, you know, nobody at the wedding is there to just get absolutely wasted. Um, everybody has a beer and a wine that they like to drink. And, um, and if you do choose to do sort of single, uh, alcoholic beverages like a Jack and Coke or whiskey and Coke or vodka soda or something like that. Uh, what it does, it just keeps everything a lot smoother and easier for the bartenders. And again, it's really like for us behind the bar, it's really just about keeping everybody moving. We want people to be on the dance floor. We want people to be enjoying your wedding. We don't want people to be waiting for a Long Island iced tea for, for seven or eight minutes because it's got 20 ingredients. And that happened one time. Yes. Yeah, totally yeah. I mean, like, then we've got to find a, the sour mix and then we've got to yeah. give it this not that we don't have it but it's not the biggest bar because it's not you know it's not really serving the biggest weddings and then typically there's two of us so i mean it makes it simpler when you have a red a white maybe two different types of beers and you have your simple mixed drinks but uh yeah when you get into the big complicated mixes i mean then you have people waiting and people aren't having as much fun and yeah yeah i mean i i'm all for specialty cocktails but right better to pre have some that are able to be pre-made and then brought out as yeah exactly to- and the, like the way we see that the most is if there's a, an actual secondary bar like a rixie yeah. manor you can bring in another bartender and have a sidebar where yes. they're just doing whiskey tastings or uh bourbon tastings or rum, rum tastings or whatever it is very you want to do. uh we have a lot of fun doing that um yeah, I think again, like my favorite part of the of, of working behind the bar is is the hustle and bustle of it all, keeping it moving and just making sure that everybody's getting served like efficiently so that they can get back on the dance floor and have fun. Do you guys think, think people prioritize the bar in their budget? Um, I that's that's a tough question. It depends on if they know they're heavy drinkers and if they know their crowd's heavy drinkers or not. I think people when it goes to a venue and it's built into the package, they kind of have no choice to realize how much it's going to cost. Um, but I think coming here and bringing in your own, yes, they hear that like we can go to Costco and we can buy in bulk, but I think they underestimate how much it costs. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have you know people like uh, Grace and Ben and James who can calculate what those numbers are, how much they're gonna need to order. I yeah. The cost of it's definitely underestimated. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think it's slightly underestimated. I mean, um, something that I would like to see more behind the bar or more sort of when it comes to setting up your bar package is deciding how much hard alcohol you want your guests to drink so that yeah. when they go through it, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because again, like there's there's no harm in having people slow down towards the end of the night, actually right. remembering your wedding making sure there's no <laughs> drama happening all that sort of stuff. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world to run out of hard liquor. No, and yeah. I think it's 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 uh, also very comforting to know that 
all of the alcohol that you're getting for this wedding is stuff that you're picking out yourself. So I know um, Quaid was just saying that like it it's it ends up being like a big big part of your package, uh, and it it does like it does you, you know you end up spending about I want to say about twenty dollars thirty dollars per head on alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. But the nice thing about that is 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 you can get a decent bottle of wine for seven or eight dollars and you can get a few cases of that and get case discounts um you know you can get beer and kegs and there are plenty of places around in virginia that sell specialty kegs in large sizes so you can really make the uh the bar menu reflect your wedding which is really nice and um lots of ums what do you see in pricing for local? So I get a lot of people asking, like, tell me about your local breweries. You know, what are they like? What do you see in pricing versus local breweries versus, say, like, buying your standard, you know, Miller Lite or something like that? Is it more? So, than- that's, so like, that's that's a strange, tough question. Number one, when it comes to wine, it's a, it's a million times cheaper at the grocery store or at... Um, wine city or whatever that place is called yeah yeah Um, especially since you're getting case discounts you know the wineries near us are lovely wineries don't get me wrong um there are some weird rules that go into effect at the wineries and they usually are just trying to make a direct sort of from sales you know from manufacturer to you know customer profit so they're trying to max that out as much as possible plus they include the experience of being at the winery, you know, inclusive of that. So I haven't really seen any wines around us for less than sort of $18. Well, James would be the expert considering they do a lot of winery hopping. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would say on average, your, you know, per bottle of wine from a winery is going to be like 25, 30, yeah. 35 bucks. Yeah. Whereas you could, you know, go to Costco, get great wine or, you know, and get it for cheaper. Right. Not again, not to say anything bad about the, the local wineries. No, not at all. No, no. And then the, there's there's a there's a couple of weird restrictions when it comes to beer in in Virginia. Right, where it has to go to a dis, a distribution center first. It's got to actually go through uh, um, distribution before it can come before it can go to the the retailer. And so you're going to get a much larger discount on like the massive mar- marketed beers just because of how much they can produce at a single time and how efficient their chain of moving beers around is. Um, liquor wise in Virginia, uh, the price of liquor is actually mandated by the state as well. Yeah, It is different other places, but when it comes to liquor, I always warn people, there isn't really much point in shopping around for liquor. Yeah. If you're staying within the state of Virginia, which legally is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're staying within the state of Virginia, Virginia actually, legally regulates how much each bottle of liquor at any price will cost and it doesn't matter where you get it from yeah that's the case and it's very it's again it's very similar with beer and i was just saying it's a, it's different with beer than wine because of the volume you're getting so say it's an extra 20 to 50 dollars well that's over a hundred and something you know beers poured out of the tap so that's really an only extra like you know it's 20 50 cents per beer which isn't really that much when you're thinking about it in terms of like, okay, well now I'm getting a bottle of wine that's five times more expensive and I'm only getting five glasses out of it. Like I've gone from, you know, I think, I think the biggest budget usually is the wine budget. Just yeah. because you're going through cases of it. Yeah. 
And on that note, I always notice there's a lot more red wine left over than there is anything else. Especially in the summer months, yeah. yeah. So do you guys, um, do you have a lot of couples that factor wine service into dinner? The, you know, if they do, we ask them to let us know if it's coming through the bartending staff beforehand. Yep. We actually don't, I mean, obviously, because one of the places at the manor that we do have some of the more tough regulations on it, because obviously it's liability and it's people's enjoyment, I think, as much as anything. Yeah. One thing we don't let people do is put liquor on the tables. Um, yep. or wine on the tables and that's the thing is if they are doing a wine service it does end up you know we have to coordinate with the caterers because yep. we're just the bartending staff and we're just the coordinators and we're just sort of like the in-house staff whereas if you're trying to get 15 if you're trying to get 12 to 15 tables served with wine like you really need to have the wait staff to do that so mm -hmm. us as bartenders will just be opening the wine for uh table service we won't actually be serving it, but we have no problem helping you coordinate that with the caterers. But you can't just decide to do wine service on the night. No. The, the amount of, and this happens all the time. We yeah. get parents that come up. James will tell you, we get parents that come up to the bar after the meal. Can well, I just take a bottle of wine back to the table? Yeah. Or why hasn't wine been served yet? Well, because your kids didn't want that. And <laughs> you can't just suddenly magically make it happen. Yeah. Um, we run out of wine if we do that, because when people go up to the bar, they order what they want to drink. If they're sat at a table and someone comes around with bottles of wine, they're all going to get a glass of wine. And we go through about three times the amount of wine when we do wine service than when we yeah. don't do wine service. Well, yeah. On that note, too, you you want the bartenders to be the regulating force on how much goes out. So yeah. that way, one, it can last all night because yeah. we can do that. And we make sure people don't get too hammered too early right. and then... It also takes time when you're asking, would you like this red? Would you like this white? You know, and they're asking questions about the wine and it just from takes a, a From a coordinator standpoint, I mean, the I say also the wine service people aren't ID. No, no. Uh, good point. The, the, from a coordinator standpoint, there's a couple of bonuses with people having to go to the bar. Like James was saying, you can actually see, you get a lot more understanding of what people are doing when they are, walking up to the bar, you can actually see their body language, how they walk up there, how are they interacting, do they stumble, gives you much more of an idea as to how much that person's had to drink than if they're just sat in one place. Um, also, you know, these guys know 100% one of the reasons why they work for the manor, not for anyone else, is because if somebody comes up to the bar in a state, we they know that the so job that, yeah. is serving that person water. Even if they kick up a fuss and want something else, they know the job is to keep the whole crowd good and be our eyes and ears for the bride and groom because we can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. Um, James, how do you feel about tip jars? Tip jars? Well, I think uh, they are... Uh, well, I mean, I think they're... <laughs> I lost my words. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. I love money. Bring well, it to me. I don't I care think... if it's in a jar. <laughs> it can be in a jar. It can be in a bucket. <laughs> um, I think tip jars that uh, they can they can look as classy as you want them to be. That you can you know the thing is about uh, bartenders or any servers you know in the United States is they just they're mostly the least paid right. entity except so, ours. <laughs> well <laughs> but um still i think it's a uh, it's courteous to do that and i mean people always come prepared to do it anyway yeah 
And um, like we used to always say, you know, my last two venues is tip jars are behind the bar, but tips are appreciated. Yeah. You know, we don't put them out for people to see. Yeah. I think it uh, just looks classier, but. Yeah. I mean, for me, it doesn't matter in terms of looks or not. Like I, I always think that your guests feel like they're contributing when there's a tip jar out, which is nice for them. Um, I think it makes it feel a bit more like professional establishment because if you're going to any place where you're going to have dinner and a few drinks and you're going to be up and around, like you're going to bring money to tip the staff. Like that's just the way it is. And then uh, lastly, like I like, because our bartenders are so good at, at staying involved and keeping everybody, you know, in the loop and everything. Um, yeah, I did, you know, a lot of the times our, you know, the guests at your wedding really feel like they're helping to take care of some of the staff, which they wouldn't normally be able to do. They want to say thank you. And that's what a tip yeah. is about. Um, yeah. I, every one of, I'd say about 75% of our weddings are more than happy with a tip jar on the bar. And in fact, we've had at least, I would say 50% of our weddings insist on it. We have quite a lot of brides and grooms if they've ever worked in service before. They're like, no, absolutely. I want that tip jar on the bar. We always give clients an option. We have a way that we tip out our bartenders, which is they we request that the clients give them a minimum tip um, so that we always make sure they're taken care of. I, I don't know what it is, but there's some weddings where, I mean, James will test, there's some weddings where you come out and you walk out at the end of the night and you're like, wow, that was a really generous crowd. But there's also the other side of that, which is where they've worked 10 hours or 12 hours or 14 hours straight and maybe made 20 bucks in tips. Yeah, yeah, it happens. And you do work long days, you guys. You're working. Well, Very. tell us about it. Tell us what your wedding day looks like. Well, I mean, typically we get here. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to not just bartending. bartenders. You know, we're kind of more support staff, really. Yeah. Um, I think we, we generally show up at like um, 11 or 12 and we start moving the chairs to, out to wherever your ceremony is going to be. Uh, we wipe those down. We get uh, help set up tables, you know, anything that we can. Um, meanwhile, we're also trying to set up the bar or clean it up from the night before um, and then set up the bar and all that and then be changed and ready and looking, trying to look good. Yeah um by the time the uh, ceremony starts and yeah i mean it's a it, the whole day is a very fast-paced day which is why i like it but it's also exhausting yeah <laughs> especially yeah, and then you're, you're yeah. with us until bartenders aren't allowed to leave until ben and i leave and we don't leave yeah. or quaid leaves or whoever is running a wedding we don't leave until that last guest that's leaving for the night leaves we want to make sure that everybody is safe everyone's making smart decisions and part of that especially you know we need the backup team because we can't watch 100, yeah, 250 the, people, whatever it might be. Uh, you need your bartenders to make sure at the end of the night, okay, so-and-so may look quiet, but they've put about 50 shots away sitting in the corner and I just saw them playing with their car keys. Like, can we go sort out that problem, please? <laughs> we've definitely played the role of, uh, you know, support staff, bartender. We've been a medic. We've, we've, we've uh security security we've had to help people onto the shuttles we've had to clean up after people if they've had a little too much yeah um yeah it's it's quite a it's quite a eventful thing to bartend a, a wedding a party you know it's it's a lot of fun but it's a do you guys allow shots no shots um we allow shots um i have a few different we don't encourage that <laughs> yes 
There you go. Well, let me put it that way. We don't encourage shots. If we see a bottle of fireball being brought into the wedding, I usually try to talk with somebody before it gets displayed. Um, my favorite way of doing it is doing yeah. a shot song. Um, <laughs> so James had a question uh, about that. <laughs> every time that song comes on, it's like it's like we're bracing with shields because the board is coming and we're like, no. I know. So the thing, the fact of the matter is, is the reality is most people don't want to do more than two shots a night, right? I would, what I would happens say is, what happens I'm saying like as a group, like, but what happens yeah. is the bride and groom get dragged into like 50 shots a night. Oh, yeah. Because their sorority friends want to do a shot with them. Then their church friends, their fraternity, their great uncle from wherever. And unfortunately, you know, the bridal groom has done 50 shots in that night. Oh, yeah. Or everyone else has done one shot because they wanted to have a shot with the bridal groom. Oh, and yeah. once and he, someone gets into the thing of like, let's have a shot with the bride and groom. Oh, yeah, it's a cascade effect. It, yeah. um, but we do have a method of, um, you know, like if if that starts to happen to you, just give us a, a signal of some sort and we can very, very quietly start filling your shot glass with water. Yep. Yeah. We've done that. Absolutely done that. And they do that for me all the time because yep. sometimes when <laughs> clients are bugging you to take a shot with them, it's much easier to just take the shot of water than it is to try and argue with them. But oh, yeah. um, look, We'll give you a lime. We'll give it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the whole deal. But um, a shot song where the DJ yells, all right, everybody go to the bar. We usually prep the bartenders. We give them kind of a 10 minute heads up. Everybody go to the bar and it's time to do a shot with the bride on groom. That really signals we have one. We're going to do shots right now. And then the time has passed. Yeah. Um, but generally we don't argue with the bride and groom. If they want to do shots throughout the night, it's their wedding. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, if, the, if that is the case, then we just, that's when we go into really watching all the people to make sure do we need to slow someone down? And, you know, we can very quietly slow someone down. We can, you know, we're very good at de-escalating. Right. Yep. Things. Yeah. And we just, we always beg and plead with everyone at the wedding. Like I'm really clear on rehearsal nights with the clients. Do not get drunk until after that cake is cut. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have a knife. That's a sharp uh, object. <laughs> like, Especially if you're a Marine and it's a sword. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But just generally, once the cake is cut, usually you've gone through sunset pictures, you've done the first dances, you've done, you know, usually the cake being cut is one of the last bits of that long road of stuff. Yeah, and next chapter of the night. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and usually from a very reality standpoint, the photographers backing off after that as well. Yeah. Um, Unless it's Rachel. Unless it's Rachel. <laughs> Rachel's Rachel, getting every person. Rachel space. will be well. Yeah, <laughs> she'll have their dancing with you with the camera. Yeah. You know, one of my groom's favorite photos of all time was his mom doing shots at the bar. Like he'd never yeah. seen his mom cut loose, and there's a photo of him. You've probably seen it. Um, uh, they were a Chinese couple and she's it, it's like the bar is packed and he's pounding back shots with his mom but like Chinese families can be quite conservative and um, I think his mom was just so happy and she just let loose and they just pounded a couple of shots together and hit the dance floor and I think to him that was a real moment of like I don't know a change in their relationship almost it was a significant <laughs> moment for him it was definitely one of his favorite photos have you guys ever done mocktail weddings? Sobriety is becoming such a big thing, and it uh, in DC we had to do a lot of it. There's so, there's sober bars now. That's a huge thing. Don't do that. I need a job. <laughs> no, you still need to mix them. 
but like how do you mix them i mean you have to mix them you have to make them taste the same it's very it can be cost costly there's a there's a dry gin here right now like dry as an alcohol free gin here right now wow that's okay. really really popular there's a alcohol free beer or i'm sorry it's duels a duels or or duels yeah, oh, oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, I don't know the name of it because it's I don't drink non-alcoholic beer or something like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So there yeah. are some stuff, but I will say that um we do probably two weddings a year that are dry. Um, yeah, I would say so. I've done I've done one or two. Yeah. Yeah. They tend to sort of move them into being afternoon weddings instead of yep. late night weddings. Yeah, they don't it tends go as to sort of be like a like a late lunch wedding. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. a dinner wedding. Um I think. I don't, I'm trying not to like, the thing is, is not everybody is dry. I, I guess that you right. are like within your sort of family group or your friends group. If you guys are all dry, it's a bit easier to do. Um, if you want a really small wedding, put on the invitation that it's a dry wedding. Yep. <laughs> it's you know, true. If you want everybody to go to the wedding, put that it's an open bar. Um. Yeah. We yeah. always do, just to kind of directly contradict that, but it's true. We always tell people, do not tell people if it's going to be a dry wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, because on the odd occasion, the word's got out that it's going to be a dry wedding. Yeah. You will find that this, usually the reason why people want a dry wedding falls into two categories, religious reasons. Family. Or, or someone's a recovering alcoholic and they want to be respectful for the people that are. I think what sometimes happens that are attending their wedding. you have people then smuggling alcohol yeah they'll be drinking in the parking area and then we can't regulate it yeah no so, a friend of mine her entire family is nothing but alcoholics and they all get very aggressive and mean and they fight so oh. like that's why she did a dry wedding but mm -hmm. there was a restaurant on the property so they all snuck out during the ceremony when it got alcohol and yeah. came back and, and that's sober. why we say to people do not tell people if it's a dry wedding yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. we had a wedding where the groom's father brought in a bottle of liquor. The bride and groom have been really, 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 like, it is wine and beer only. We do not want people getting drunk. Um, it wasn't a dry wedding, but it was definitely the aim of this wedding was to not have drunk people, um, which is like a different aim than a dry wedding, but kind of the same deal. And the bride's, oh, the groom's father, I think, brought two bottles of liquor in. Do you remember that? No. Two bottles of tequila. And actually the way we dealt with that, because he started I I handing out happen. single oh, shots. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember. He started hang handing out single shots. And, oh, no. Yeah, um, I that one, I believe. Yeah, what we said to him was, oh, wonderful. I'm so glad you brought in a bottle of liquor for everyone to have a drink. Let's mm -hmm. do a shot. And then I called every single person at that wedding up to the bar for a <laughs> shot. And it was of, gone. We got rid of both <laughs> bottles in one shot for 80 people. Yeah. So his two bottles were gone. We made him do a little speech, like, so that he, it's so that everyone knew that this shot was coming from him. But if we hadn't done that, what we would have had is like him and his three or four best buddies put away yep. two bottles of liquor versus what we ended up doing, which was having 80 people or 90 people or however many was in that wedding absorb two bottles of liquor so we saw very no little noticeable difference amongst the crowd but what we would have done had they drunk that would have had a few very drunk people and we run that by the bride before we did it because obviously if her father hadn't been that person i think it's a groom father, yeah. i don't remember but it could have been embarrassing but she was like no i think he'll go with the, go along with it and we just kind of blase wrote it out and it made 
So everyone has a different vibe. Some people want that for their wedding. We've had yeah. brides that and grooms that just, I mean, getting everyone absolutely trashed, obliterated is what they want for their wedding. And if that's what they want, James is here to provide that for them. I was about to say, we can do that too. <laughs> we just have a, we just have a theory. We just have system in place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know we just, we've, I know we've had some weddings where we've had like special, like a specialty mocktail, but we haven't done an entire wedding where it's been sort of mocktails. No. Um, I don't know if it's just not what we've ever seen. Um, yeah. But if you're seeing yeah. it in DC, we're bound to see it. We'll same. see it soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's we. I had to make a whole package for it at Sequoia because wow. so many people were. That's the thing now. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was like. So, are they making? Are they making non-alcoholic versions of alcoholic drinks? Yep. They want oh, it to okay. just the same, but they don't want it to have alcohol in it. <laughs> because well, they if anybody does want to do that, that's absolutely fine. Just go and find alcohol-free beverages. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, this uh, this alcohol-free gin that's sweeping yeah, around the UK right, right. now, um, I I kind of like my gin with a kick, so I can't say I've tried it. But yeah. um, I do hear it's really good, and my brother and sister were looking at it. Well, my brother and sister-in-law, I should say, because or else the next sentence would be weird, were looking at it for their wedding. Um, and uh, so I think there's options now. People are becoming more aware of the fact that there's people who like the taste of alcohol, I'm actually one of them. I don't really drink, um, but I do quite like the flavor of a dark and stormy. Um, so I think if someone came up with a really good non-alcoholic rum, I'd be just as happy with that as I would an alcoholic rum. There you go. Um, James, tell us about some of the more drunk confrontations you've dealt with and how you yeah. dealt with them. How much time do we have? Yeah, <laughs> where do we begin? <laughs> um, well, there was one time where we you know, kind of on the topic of we were talking about how to slow someone down or de-escalate. You know, if we can tell someone is has had too much and we need to do that. Um, and we can also tell that they're going to get combative if we do it. I mean, there was one time where I had to, like, he, he would come up and ask for a vodka cranberry and I turned my back to him and I'd look like I was mixing the vodka cranberry, but he just got a whole thing of cranberry. And that happened five <laughs> or six times and he sobered right up and he yeah. felt great. Cranberry juice is good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, probably the most confrontational the, the things that probably stress me out the most confrontational for me are when i know somebody's had more than they should have and then i see them pull the car keys out of their pocket yeah yeah like that or, i think that's sort of the hardest thing for me mostly because it is an open bar and it is the alcohol is being brought in by the bride and groom they're solely responsible yeah. for those situations um but we're there to try and protect them. That's our job is to protect the oh, right yeah. dream. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I was getting to. We we are the ones who sort of step in front of them and make them stop. But catch them, yeah. There's you know, if somebody's in their car trying to run you over, I, I will get out of line. You can do about it. <laughs> so on the other hand, like the other side of that is like make sure that you have shuttles. Yeah. Make yeah. sure that you have the phone number for a taxi. Make sure that you have. I was say on that, there's Ubers. there is a Culpepper taxi, but if a lot of times people will think they can get an Uber, and it's it's, it's uh, one in a million. I mean, it's it's extremely unlikely you're going to get an Uber. Yeah. I think yeah. in five years it happened one time, and that's because they met the person prior. Uh, if you are the DD, stay the yeah. DD. If you are the bride and groom and you don't want to get shuttles and you want to have DDs, you want to like rent some vans or something like that from 
wherever. And rental place and just shove people. That's fine. Just make sure that everybody is sober and make sure that no one's more popular at a wedding than the pregnant friend. <laughs> From a planet standpoint, as well as everybody else, because um, but I think I mean if you we, do have shuttles, have a plan to get everybody on the shuttles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Typically, be aware that you might need an extra shuttle. Yeah. yeah, or the shuttle might need to come again. Because um, yeah. a lot of the times people won't want to leave. They're having such right. a good time. And um, the last shuttle is there and they're like, no. So then you got to think, well, you might have to pay that shuttle driver to stay a little bit later, especially if you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to space them out throughout the night. You have to get that first wave of people who are ready to go. They're tired. They're not really drunk. Then you get that middle wave, which is usually the parents and the adults. And then you get that last wave, which is like the really the drunk young. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the cat. Um, you, you should always budget for your shots to have an extra hour because it doesn't matter how good we are at our jobs. And I will say we're all, all four of us mm -hmm. here are very good at our jobs. If a drunk groomsman hides behind the hedge, Yep. comes Which out as the shuttle drives down the drive and goes, hi, hi, forgot me. There's really nothing you can do. It's got to yep. come back and pick him up. Yeah. Or he's sleeping in the hedge. I was going to say, he's sleeping in the hedge. <laughs> um, we, I would say, is a good reference. If we have 120 guests at a wedding, you if you have 60 guests at a wedding, we probably won't lose anyone. And when I say that, I mean, like, everyone will go home in a semi-adult tipsy way. And I mean, but in wedding of 100, 120, we may lose one person. You will have that one friend who decides to drink half empty cups off of everybody yeah. else's table. Oh, yeah. doesn't matter what we even though we've cut them off. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter what we do. In a group of like 100, 120 people, there is going to be one person in that group whose job it is or thinks their job is to get a absolutely obliterated that night. Yeah. And we will do everything we can, but just be aware that if they've got that in their head, there's almost no, they bring booze in their car. We go out to the car park and explain to them that there's no drinking that we haven't served. They drink stuff off the tables. They persuade are, whoever else to go get them a drink. Those are typically the people that we might lose in the night that we got to go look for. And that yep. has happened. <laughs> I was going to say, do people go in the woods here? Yes. <laughs> there happened. are woods. People will go in them. Yeah. Well, they, well, at night they look like woods, but it's really a swamp. Ah, true. And We've had that. I I found um, what father of the groom sleeping out in the <laughs> out in the field, and I you know brought him back in. Lovely. So, you know, it's <laughs> one of our fine. very first weddings. The um, husband of the bride's brother, so brother-in-law of the bride. Um, I guess was just having a really good night. He wasn't by any means like he was drunk, but he wasn't like he wasn't a mean drunk or a horrible drunk. But he decided for whatever reason, he was going to run away. That was just what he decided. <laughs> and he ran down the thing and he tripped and fell on a stream. And we went um, and re retrieved him because yeah. we always do know where everyone is generally. Um, and we went and retrieved him and brought him back up the hill. I mean, when I say a stream, it was like, you know, three inches of water. And he was so, he was crying. And then, but to top it all off, he decided to go hug his father-in-law soaked with swamp water and i've oh. never seen anything funny because everyone was taking it just like it wasn't an issue you know when like some people get drunk and it's an issue and other people get drunk and it's just not they're just yeah. not those people it was just so funny because he got i love you to his father-in-law 
took a step towards him and the father-in-law stepped a big step back and he just kind of <laughs> melted into this like weepy wet puddle on the ground but we fed him a pretzel and just kind of left him for an hour and then he was fine. <laughs> but you can just imagine him running down the driveway like what's that meme with the from for, from Hobbit, we're, we're going on an adventure. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of what it was. It wasn't like there was nothing. No, he didn't go down the driveway. He went through the cow field. He went through the cow field. Oh, well, that that's an adventure. There was an he, event. had, he had <laughs> the swamp at the bottom of the cow field, which is why he ah. didn't go in the cow field. Um, yeah, this Not fence. because of the cows. Drunk people, this <laughs> yeah. fence is for a reason. That's just a really good idea to go with. If you see a fence, it's there for a reason. Yeah. The cows um, are like, not this again. And, and those cows are very loving. They'll yeah. come cuddle with you. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you lay down. And... I mean, we often talk about, we ask our people what they what they do if there's an emergency on their wedding day. Um, I'm there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have been. It'll Pretty be much. I mean, if there's an emergency for me on the wedding day, one, I probably won't know about it until after, which, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, um, I really kind of sounds bad. Handle but. it, move on. Yeah. Yeah, but we've got a great team around us, all of whom can step up. I was going to say, yeah, there, we have had situations where, where bartenders have had to leave. Uh, Wade is, is very much capable of stepping behind the bar for a little bit. Even with a 120 person wedding, um, the second bartender is to get you through the most challenging parts of the night. Yeah. It can mostly be handled by one bartender as the evening progresses. But again, that's a bit like saying, like that bartender will be very wiped out. Yeah, but, I'm like I'm trying to think of another way of saying it's like it's like your car doesn't need four tires, but it works best with four tires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to drive with just three tires. Yeah, yeah. There will but, be a noticeable difference if you are not prepared for for the yeah. bar. I mean, we yeah. also have a we have a pretty good support network right. here yeah. as well. I think you know if there was a big emergency where a bartender or any part of us had to go. I mean, we we first would, I, you know, we have in the past yeah. called people in to support. So, yeah, I mean, right. we can pretty much, I mean, roll through anything. I mean, we went yeah. through a tornado one time. Yep. And I mean- <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> hey, it worked out. We made it. <laughs> so, and, and the other side of that, of course, is that we, um, all of our bartenders are friends. I think that's really important to know. Yeah. And I think quite said it, really well when we were talking about him the other day that when we talked when I asked you the emergency question and you said you hadn't really been in a position before where there were so many people you could call on in in the yeah. event of emergency yeah, um, really so many people associated with the manor that know how it runs that know its ins and outs that I mean you always hope and you never hope you're going to have to deal with an emergency but everyone can almost step into anyone else's shoes given the right circumstance Yep. Except me, who can't make a drink to save my life. But as long as it's wine and beer, I can handle the bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're you're terrible at it. I'm okay. really bad behind the bar. I see like, you behind the bar. I'm like, someone get her out. <laughs> if I'm behind the bar, you know, something's gone really, Something's really horrible. <laughs> like, um, okay, James, what is the craziest thing you've ever witnessed? You don't have to name names. Please don't. Please don't. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. <laughs> craziest thing. I mean, I'm trying to, one, figure out which ones are appropriate. Because, I mean... <laughs> when people are drinking, all sorts of things happen. Um, I think the I think the craziest might be when. What's, like, what's the craziest, nicest thing you've seen? Well, I, <laughs> like not like the craziest. What is going on? 
Like what is the what is like what is the craziest thing you've seen as a bartender that is nice that has to do with the bar? Has a good ending. Oh well, I mean, it was flattering when I got chased by one of the guests, and then the guest also then chased Ben. And that was lovely. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and she. She was, it was very flattering and it ended well. She fell asleep on the couch. Oh, good. But then we had to move. I don't think it ended very well for her fiance. No, no, they, um, I think they had a bit of a falling out. Yeah. Yeah. Ben said, Ben said, I think the girl in the black dress just licked James. (laughs) Oh, she was trying to lick me. And And I I said, I'm sorry, which girl? Because I hadn't clocked this girl yet. And I was like, well, she's kind of just been looking at us all night. And then like two minutes later, I walked through the dining room and Ben was stood in the back of the like wide-eyed expression on his face as this girl was uh not every day you get someone that one chases you around the manor and two tries to lick you when she catches you i think people forget like the significant others also work here at this manor sometimes Sometimes. i have to have my six foot pole and go no (laughs) do you remember that wedding work we so we have one of the bartenders comes out through dinner and usually helps direct the guests so that they get in the line properly for a buffet and things like that there was one group of female guests who were on the top side of, you know, 40, um, 50 maybe. And they kept groping Soup every time they walked past him. Well, Soup looks like a Rastafarian man. He's very much an <laughs> island guy. What's the Aqua King? The water? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Mo- the, uh, yeah. Like, um, the, the tri- like, yeah. yeah. Aqua King? Yeah. Aqua- <laughs> the Trident. Aquaman. No, with the trident. The trident. With Ariel's the... dad? Yeah, Ariel's dad. Yeah, what does he call him? King Trident. The King uh, Trident? Is that the movie that recently came out about? No, no. that's Aquaman. That's with Jason Momoa. Okay. Oh, Aquaman. Who looks like the Hawaiian guy. Oh, yeah, that's Jason Momoa. The, that's who okay. Soup looks like. I do not know who Jason Momoa is. Either way, I've never seen Soup. Su- when he works here. I quit. <laughs> it just happens. Soup's like level of professionalism slash my worrying about lawsuits as these women kept walking by and they were trailing their fingers down his abdomen. <laughs> and like he was just stood there so professional. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I promise you, I, I'll tell Al- Emily that this was like nothing to do with you. <laughs> Please don't touch the weights. <laughs> so mine mine These probably are the Jamaican <laughs> wedding. Oh yeah, Jamaica, where each groomsman brought their favorite bottle of rum, yeah. and we had a tasting table that was probably about like four or five grand worth of rum. I worked that table, and, and James had. James tasted them all. Yeah, well, I had to as a professional. <laughs> yes. Well, well I mean, t- honestly, in a way, well, you I, do I, know I think that's just one. I think that was just a really nice way of 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 including your groomsmen in sort yeah. of what is, yeah. you know, very much the groom's responsibility, which is how much alcohol there needs to be. Yeah. I and think it's another way of just sort of saying like, you guys are definitely a part of it. Let's do something special with all of us together. And, and that's uh, fun, yeah. you know. On yeah. that note, um, I, we, I just want to point out to anyone listening, this is a Virginia law. So please don't bully our bartenders. They are not allowed to drink behind the bar. Um, they may taste the drink if they're making a cocktail or something. We do let them taste that drink. Or in the case of the odd occasion where they're running a speciality bar, they are required. Usually part of the idea of them running a bar is that they can talk on what they're serving you. 
So in those occasions, if they haven't tried anything before, again, we let them have a sip of whatever they might be serving. But bartenders are not allowed to drink behind the bar in Virginia. So please stop asking them because it's really hard for them yeah, to say like that. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not allowed to like, take shots with you because yeah. we're yeah. fun. Can't drink with you. We know you we're super fun. We're the funnest guys there. But I'm one of the not, can't just drink with everybody. But we've said this about the Jamaican wedding. This is, uh, I think I've said this before. Like that was one of those weddings where the wheels came off. And as a coordinator, I, I think it's the only wedding that I can quite honestly say I lost control over, but it was done in the best <laughs> way ever. And I was just, by the end of the night, I don't even know. My mother was drinking shots with the best man while the other groomsman was making drinks behind the bar. I don't even know where my mother came from for this Honestly, wedding. I think the wedding, <laughs> wedding was, was over at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. And they, had that packed up and left. Kind of done. Yeah. Um, but contract time ended. But, yeah. you know, the, I think the what made that one so special was, I mean, everyone was super kind. Yeah. And, you know, they treated all of us like we were part of their family. And so right. it just created this nice little... The atmosphere was really, really good. Also that morning, like Isadora came to me. She was like, this is going to be a fun wedding. Oh, yeah. And like Isadora was like mentally prepared you for this. You knew it before it started. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to have to make sure Jess and Peter listen to this wedding because they're going to come out of it and be like, what the hell did we do? They can't <laughs> no, stop they, one of them. Can't they, stop raving about are, I have a, I have a bunch of favorite weddings that I've worked in. Theirs is definitely one of them that I think back on yeah. every time. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. What are some of the yeah. others? Oh, well, the Jamaican one, of course. Um, the other one was um, Scotty and Kevin. That, yep. one was, that one was one of my, I mean, it was just, it was beautiful. It was unique. It was, again, the atmosphere was created like between, you know, the people that work here yeah. and the, it was almost like. I feel like all the vendors have said that. It was, I don't it was, remember that wedding. All I remember is Christmas trees falling on me for six hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, that is and what happened for Ben's wedding. Smoke bombs. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it was very much like, um, whenever you have those very memorable weddings, it's very much like the, the bride and groom, the family and the guests all kind of fuse with, and it becomes like a, everyone's working towards the same goal, which yep. we, you know, we all are yeah. trying to create the perfect moment that you want. And I think it's quite yeah. rare when there's not a wedding where, I mean, I think in a, in a wedding, say you've got 10 or 12 important brides, groom parents, you've got probably 10 or 12 of those people that are, fairly significant in the wedding and your staff it's very rare that one of those 10 or 12 doesn't feel like they're fighting you the whole time um you're like i'm trying to make this wedding as good as humanly possible because i really care about this couple it's rare that there's not someone in that top 10 most important people at someone's wedding that doesn't feel like they're just trying to throw a wrench in the works um and when we have a wedding where that's not the case where we're not all on eggshells because the sister of the bride is just out to find a problem everywhere that they can. Or uh, the yeah. godmother of the groom has a tendency to write every negative thought she has on Facebook. So everyone's checking their Facebook to see if she's bitching about the wedding already. And it's rare. It's really quite rare when you have everybody pulling in the same direction. And it does make yeah. for an amazing wedding. But I, I think that's that's how you create that atmosphere yeah. where they become like so, so much fun, yeah. you know. Um, for everybody but also I feel like when your coordinator comes to you during your planning meeting it's like if this is a bad idea we don't need an ice luge with Russian shots going down the <laughs> ice luge and then the bride is you want to do an ice luge get juice boxes <laughs> right just be like apple juice luges that's it <laughs> we had, we, 
we had a Russian bride who was insistent on shots and we're like, oh, we didn't allow shots. So we did an ice luge and it was vodka. And right. she was on the back of the steps puking oh. and did not make it up them. I <laughs> thought yeah. she could be able to handle that. Right. We did too. <laughs> the home of vodka. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, trusting your coordinator to tell you, like, I mean, We've done 300 plus weddings. I was an ice luge in Virginia in the summer, bad idea. Yeah, bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> like it's just, you're just going to have a puddle that you're spilling vodka into. <laughs> or you're going to have a child who like pushes yeah. it over. And yeah. yeah, no, like please don't. Um, but we've done like 300 weddings when we say to somebody, hey, this isn't a great idea. Um, I promise you idea. it's not because we just like to that s on great ideas it's also, because we've seen how they go wrong and we know they will well, go wrong yeah again. i was gonna say i think the other side is is like you you need to know as a bride and groom you need to understand where you are yeah um like this like we're we're rixie manor's not a 200 bedroom hotel with a 50 foot bar that's got five bartenders yep um you know so keeping it simple is is beneficial to everybody and the same with holiday parties like it, off topic of weddings but like corporate holiday parties like don't get fired yeah. over drinking so much. yeah so we had one of our favorite caterers kids got married at our venue um which was a huge compliment because they're actually a dc caterer and it was really nice that they came out but the one of their reps who's a pretty good friend of ours because we worked with her a lot got absolutely wasted along with another one and i remember the one that we worked with mostly was in pretty good shape. But the other one, I remember turning her around the corner and sitting her like far away from everyone and be like, I get this is fun, but your boss and your head entire of, your entire everyone who has a decision as to whether you're employed or not is in there. And you need to sit here and drink water and <laughs> eat some food and you need to not move because yep. you will get fired if you go back in like this. Goodness like, <laughs> yeah. So many of my friends, like we have we had a company that worked for us and they specifically served alcohol and if their interns drink during that corporate party, they were automatically like not offered a job. Like oh this was a test, they did it every year with us. So just be responsible about oh it. My. Yeah, it's very tricky. Yeah. James, is there anything you've wanted to try as a bartender? Try? Uh... Body shots. <laughs> <laughs> no, he tried those, he didn't like them. Remember, he ran away. Like just be a sushi bar for the day. A sushi bar. <laughs> like just have everybody like, look, I really need a beer and be like, sorry, we only have sashimi, spicy tuna. That's it. Like um, we got spicy tuna and some ramen. And some Don't ramen. like it. Sorry, no this way. 25 cent ramen from uh <laughs> What about like the champagne trucks and things like that? I feel like those are cool. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I try as a bartender, anything unique. I mean, my favorite thing as bartender here is doing the satellite bar, mm. you know, being detached and placed somewhere. Yeah. James Neat. loves to do the satellite bar. If we have yeah. a specialty bar or a satellite bar, James is always the first person to volunteer to take it. Oh yeah. I just, I won like being outside and, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, do you guys yeah. ever watch other mixologists like tricks and things like that and learn how to do that? No. 
No. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was, we're not a trick, we're not a trick bar. Like actually there yeah. are some great trick bartenders out there, yeah. but our bartender's primary job is to make sure everyone has a great night. Yeah. Um, and they know history. It's things like knowing history of the manor and that kind of stuff that seems to have always made the difference. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do know, I mean, I, I love history, so I do yeah. know a lot about the manor. I could answer a lot of historical questions, but yeah, I mean, like unique bar stuff. Um, if you come up with unique ideas for a bar, call me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. I was going to say though, I think the one thing that I haven't seen yet, that would be really cool and, and not not just a sushi bar. Um, you can get <laughs> wine and beer from anywhere in the world now. Uh, yeah. That, that so like, good. instead of doing specialty cocktails that sort of read to you guys yeah. as a couple, like, like, I don't know if James and Rachel were to have a wedding, like they would try to get beer from Iceland. Oh yeah. They might try to get wine from, from Africa, from, you know, from South Africa or something like that. You know what I mean? And it would be a beer and wine menu based on their experiences. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of personality, your own personality you could throw into the bar, you yeah. know, cause I mean, we, yeah. me and Rachel do travel a lot and you're right. I mean, I think you'd see a reflection of us and what is served and how it's served the yeah. The thing. I mean, I know. Which isn't yeah. isn't isn't the the thing is is you got to understand that you get the massive bonus of being at Rixie, which is you can pick your own bar, you can build it to reflect you guys and your story. You're not going to get like 50 people up at the bar at once and like whatever. Whereas if you go to a hotel, the packages tend to be built in, so you have much less control over the bar, but you yeah. might get a few extra bits and pieces. Um, no, and we spend so much time talking to the guests anyway. Like it'd be really nice to be like, oh well, like. You know, James and Rachel went to Iceland and like this Ein beer is, is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, like they they wanted to make sure that everybody could sort of get a taste of what they had in Iceland. And, you know, this wine is from Colorado and, you know, they were drinking it when they were doing 14,000 footers and, and they wanted you to sort of get a taste of, of that. And, you know, you just don't you don't you see that sort of in food and you see that in decorations but like you very rarely sort of, you know, even if, you know, you're sort of, a, you know, you go to UVA, you know, there's plenty of breweries around Charlottesville that you can get beer from. Oh God, what is that drink that they drink at UVA? Is it UVA or JM? The... Liquor? No, there's a, there's a specific like. Trash cans. No, there's a specific, <laughs> okay. I, it, someone will tell us, I'm sure. Trash anyway, someone that, tell us. Is it a did... drink or is it a beer? It's a drink. It's a shot drink. It's like a, a specialty cocktail drink and we served it at a couple of either tech or jmu jmu weddings or okay quite googling it and well quite googles it i'll tell you about the fact that we did jello shots at our wedding that <laughs> were <laughs> made from the cocktail that ben was drink we were drinking but ben yeah. was drinking on the night that we got engaged we made chocolate espresso martini jello shots in the shape of chocolate frogs because ben's really into harry potter didn't so basically, I got to make up the drinks menu. Yeah, it was amazing, and you're welcome. Very good. Didn't you have chocolate beer at one point? Because Ben was like, "Try this. Have you ever had it?" When I came to the manor one day. Yeah, we've had chocolate raspberry beer yeah. from Hardywood on tap. Right. Like you know, like it's, we love it when our couples get creative. We had a dad oh, yeah. once who owned a wine a wine distributing company, and he brought in a ton of really fab wine that he'd spent. He spent like the two years of their engagement he spent choosing wine for them. Like it was the most carefully curated wine list ever. And he actually did little wine menus and it was mm -hmm. it was his gift to the couples and it was really special for him to do it. 
I do think that because a lot of places don't allow you to bring your own alcohol, it's perhaps not become a thing yet. It certainly could. It's also not rocket science. If it's one of those things you just want to get off your plate and give to the best man or something like that, or parents, yeah. it's really easy to do that as well. So how do you feel about, so I know Isadora did this for the Madeline Stewart shoot with the champagne bottles at the each place yeah. setting. Yeah. Do you guys see that a lot? Like, is that? We've seen it, Lemoncello quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I see uh, the rock, so it's popular right now, is the rock salt shot glasses. Yeah, the Himalayan ones. Yeah, with the name and the table number, and then you take a shot, you find your table. I've um, seen that. Lemoncello. That terrible. Lemoncello, for some Ooh, reason, has been a big... <laughs> Lemoncello, for some reason, is a big one that we find family-wise that they want to... Like, it's a family tradition that they drink Lemoncello. Um, so we see that quite a lot, where they've maybe made homemade... Ooh, who's that bride that made homemade Bailey's cream, made Bailey's Irish homemade Irish whiskey? That's Gwen. Was that Gwen's mom? That was Gwen's dad. Oh my God, that stuff was amazing. So we've had stuff where the parents and the family, they have family recipes for like, and they get bottles of those. Yeah, I mean, if you're into homebrew, make some homebrew. And put that on tap. Absolutely. Like. Um, all right. Uh, great. Uh, James, what's your favorite part of the wedding day? Favorite part of the wedding day? Um, probably when the, um, the dancing starts, the party starts. Because then we we really get into a groove with the music and, you know, we start. That's when you get to talk the most. Yeah, and that's when we get to interact the most. And... Yeah. All right. My, well, I was going to say, mine's probably cocktail hour. It's like that adrenaline rush when everybody gets there all at once. Oh, yeah. When the... And if you get through that, you know the rest of the night's going to be easy. But yeah. the adrenaline <laughs> rush from cocktail hour is just uh -huh. high. <laughs> and I know James isn't married yet, but still. Yeah, um, Ben, ben is married and we don't have kids, but it's a good question to ask. What advice would you give your kids if they were getting married, guys? Well, if if I suddenly, if we decided to pop out little... Piccadilly kiters. Little, little kiters. Um, Piccadilly, we've named it. We did, yeah. Piccadilly <laughs> Willy Kiter. Piccadilly, Piccadilly Willy Kiter. <laughs> named after where oh, you guys took us on that trip. Yep. Piccadilly Willy Kiter. Um, so if I was going to give little Piccadilly Willie uh, any <laughs> advice, I would say, <laughs> I can see you laughing. <laughs> I could, I would say something along the lines, you know, like, don't, don't worry so much about inviting everybody under the sun, right? You want your close friends, your close family, the people that you really love to be there to celebrate your day with you. And, you know, when you get into the big numbers, inviting everyone that you've even just been acquaintance with. I think it becomes more of a production and a show yep. and you lose some of the intimate, you know, parts of that. So I would say, you know, like keep it down to your, the people that you love. And that will also help create that atmosphere that we all talk about when yeah. we, the weddings that make us love weddings. Right. You know? Yeah. What advice would you give whatever we've named our not real child? Um, I would say, I would say consider, consider what your budget is <laughs> now. Now add half of that again. <laughs> now divide that by half and then consider where you really want that money to go. Yeah. You know, you don't. My brain hurts. I know, I don't. <laughs> Point is, consider where you want to spend your wedding money. I wasn't like, by the time we got married, I think we ended up spending certainly upwards of like 30 or 40,000. Yeah. And that is a down payment on a house quite easily yeah and i think that one of the things that 
the manor offers, which was amazing, is that you can have an intimate weekend away and celebrate. Yeah, we're not cheap. I mean, guys, if anyone's booked us, you know that we're not the cheapest venue around. But if anyone no. has not booked us, we're not the cheapest venue around. But I think what we offer is hugely good value for money because you get yes. a lot of support, but you also yeah. get like three days away. And in the current climate yeah. and I mean, with what's yeah. going on, you the can make theme. a lot out of that without having to spend a lot more and on top I of I don't that. mean to sort of sound crass about weddings. That's not what I'm trying. Well, I think what I'm, I'm trying to say is that like, we got married at Rixie Manor. All the weddings I've ever seen have been at Rixie Manor, <laughs> except for two. Um, and I just don't like, there's nothing else that I would want out of our wedding. You know, like we invited 150 people, 80 people showed up. It was 80 of our closest friends who really made an effort to be there. Um, I think like that's that's the important thing. You know, James is right. Like, and in my sort of weird mind, like if you're going to have everybody there that you love, if you want to have a slightly less expensive wedding, have less people there. Yeah. Because catering is such a huge bill. Booze catering, is a huge alcohol, bill. You know, everything. And, you know, and, and not to be biased to Rixie Manor because I work here, but you were talking about like paying more. You also don't want to get the cheapest venue out there either. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you get a coordinator yeah. with the place. You get tables and chairs. Yep. You you know the beautiful views. You we've get got rooms. supplies. You know, so you don't time. pay for time. Is time yeah. time time? We'll yeah, never uh, underestimate a lot like of places. How much money time is worth? Yeah. Um. All right, real quick, because we didn't kind of talk about it. Corona and the bartending industry. Well, Corona and bartending and weddings. What bartending industry? Oh, yeah. Um, Is it disposables now for all bartending? Yeah. Yep. All bartending's disposables. We're encouraging tipping through Venmo so that there's not as much cash changing hands. Generally, we found a move towards just, that Or anyway. also just chuck your money into a jar and then we will sanitize it before we touch it. That's what I have been doing. That's <laughs> the very first wedding we did when corona started i will never forget sitting on those back steps and detailing every single bill that came in before it went out to the bartender well, so i think james agrees with me instead of you know it's a lot more work for us to have to clean small bills so one large bill is certainly more appreciated <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not argue with that <laughs> oh, hold on here's the uva what did she say <clears throat> oh you oh, text us all he found you found the drink, didn't you? She said she has no clue. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you saw right either. Well, someone, one of our brides, a couple of our brides have done it. Someone will tell me. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah. And then I think the other thing with Corona is we're trying to get people to keep their distances, not lean on the bar mm -hmm. too much. I think it's just like it's the same as everywhere. You just pretend you have it and try not to give it to other people. And really don't try to lick me this time. Yeah, especially. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah licking beforehand was creepy. Now it's a felony. Yeah. <laughs> but also wear a mask that's going to make it easy for you to drink. Yes. The little flap. You, can just, you just cut a hole. Yeah. Yeah, that's real useful. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> a mouth hole right there. <laughs> All right, we're going to do quick fire questions. People respect and listen to you, Quade. That is going to happen. <laughs> we're going to do quick fire questions. You're both going to answer them. We're going to eat. Quade will ask one. I'll ask one, but you're both going to answer. Oh, no, quick fire questions. Okay. Quade's up first. Who asked? Okay, uh, I'll ask James. All right, so favorite that's bar funny. menu. Favorite bar menu? I don't think I put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, something simple we can get out quick. There you yeah, go. Yeah, mine is, mine is a well thought out craft beer and wine menu. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, it, if I'm serving it, that's one thing. If I, you're asking me what I like to receive, that's a different answer. Whiskey. As well. Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. Um, favorite signature cocktail. He wants me closer. Is that for me? Yeah. Oh, favorite so, signature sorry, cocktail your... to both of you. Yeah. Ben? Uh, um, I really like the champagne um, signature cocktails. You yeah. know, champagne with a bit of Aperol, um, something that is light, fruity, <laughs> that really sort of makes the day go. For the guys, it's usually a, a Jack and Whiskey or a Moscow Mule with a funny name. Yep. I was gonna say my favorite, I think, was probably the, the Moscow Mule with jalapenos in it. Oh, that, nice. was, that was really good. The aroma and it made your lips a little tingly. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and you tried making it home and ended up burning your eyes out. Well, yeah, because I was making it and then I itched my eyes. Oh, eye. no. And then I'm sitting there going, Rachel, help me. <laughs> Sir, have you been drinking that? <laughs> yeah. Favorite wedding tradition, James? Well, I'm kind of with Rachel on that one. I like it when you break tradition. Very true. Bring your own traditions. What? Own... When you break a tradition. Yeah. Oh, um, my favorite tradition. Oh, no. Ben likes the garter toss. Speeches always make him cry. Yeah, I like speeches. Um, yeah, I'm going to shut the door because as you guys all know at this point, my puppy makes life much more fun. Mm. Um, my favorite tradition is Mid midnight is midnight snacks. Is that a tradition? Sure. Um, it can be. People do that. Cookie bars. My favorite tr tradition is a rehearsal dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kids at weddings, yay or nay? Nope. In a separate <laughs> room with a babysitter? Yep. I mean, yeah. Uh, yes and no. Yes, because it usually means it's sort of like a slightly more tame wedding. You know, people are going to leave earlier because they've got kids to go and take care of, which means it's sort of like your hardcore group is gonna figure out a way to stay later. So it does become a more exclusive wedding in terms of your good friends. So, schmeh. Okay. Great answer. <laughs> Here nor there. I say no, but if you have to, definitely make sure you get a babysitter because Absolutely. I've seen so many times people are fully focused on, focused on what the kid's doing and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, worst thing to spend money on, James? Um, as far as bar-related, um, the little... Um, Koozies? Napkins. Oh. The napkins with your names on them. Yeah. Um, half the time, people are just carrying it with a drink and throw it away. And then right. there's so many times that I, we are left with stacks and stacks. Right. And I'd say don't even... True. If you If you want to give someone like a party favor to take home yeah. or something like that, I'd say do a glass. Right. Because... Yeah. I was going to say anything monogrammed. Yeah. People are traveling in. They've got to then travel with something extra. Yeah. Um, the biggest race is the napkins. Though. I was going to say, like, they, yeah, like favors, like they sort of end up in the back of the cupboard. Uh huh. Um, in terms of the bar, I want to say like cherries and olives. <laughs> yeah, because we got stocks of those. True. Yeah, like it's like how many people like if you get me a jar of five hundred olives. I'm not going to put five olives in a hundred martinis. <laughs> no. Although I will snack on them. I love olives. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Usually, we usually do. Yeah. Favorite <laughs> wedding song. Favorite wedding song, boys. Live in La Vida Loca. Okay. I like a thousand years. 
for, for walking down the uh, down the aisle. Is that Michelle Branch? Yeah, it's from so. Twilight. It's from Twilight. Oh, is it the piano one in the car? Twilight. That one? I don't think so. It's um, okay. <laughs> it whatever. Me? All right. My favorite wedding song. Um, probably Ed Sheeran thinking out loud. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, what's a wedding that you'll never forget, James? Well, the Jamaican wedding, right? Um, Scotty and Kevin, right? I could I could go on a few. <laughs> True. Doesn't it just say all of them? How about it's all wedding? Number. I will never forget. Oh. All well, I didn't of work your weddings. weddings. I didn't work your wedding. Oh, you're, yeah, you're I participated. You were a guest. I say <laughs> the Lazendorf's wedding. That was super memorable for me. That was one of our like first ones out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking to them actually. Oh, awesome. and Jess and Peter, so you can come on. Yeah, I was going to say Jess and Peter's oh, right. wedding. Um, That's the Jamaican one. Ah, uh, a lot of the ones in our first year. Because we did not know what was happening. <laughs> Anybody who got married our first, thank you, and I'm sorry. Uh, but now we're five years in, and it's it's you know it's it's like clockwork. But anybody who sort of put their faith in us our first year, yeah, I, re- I remember those we're weddings. Good <laughs> we're good. Maggie was, says it's the Irish trash can for UVA. Okay, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It sounds really familiar. Anyway, I'll look it up. She okay. Has no idea. Um, dream, what's your dream wedding to work at? Probably like some ridiculous celebrity wedding. Okay. Like, like if Emma Watson married, um, what's Ron's name? I don't know. You're oh the Harry gosh. Potter fan. Who's the guy with who's who plays Ron Weasley? I don't, don't watch the movies that much anymore because you don't let me watch them at Christmas. If Emma Watson married Daniel Radcliffe and they had like a Harry Potter themed wedding and Alan Rickman was the officiant, rest in peace, I think that would be my dream wedding. Okay. James? Huh. I mean, if we're going like down that road, I would say. <laughs> Hypothetical fantasy weddings? Yes. Well, other, than, other than me bartending for you on a, the beaches of Mexico somewhere. No. Um, <laughs> but if we're talking like here and everything, Game of Thrones theme would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty yeah. good. That'd be Snitch really cool. could have a va- could have a real role in that wedding too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Dream wedding to work at. I think it's just a wedding where there's like everybody is just having, I mean, we've had plenty of them where everybody has a great time. There's no family drama and the drinks are flowing Freely. loads and easily and loads. Um have you ever refused a client alcohol? Yes. <laughs> yep. Ask me oh. why. Why, Ben? I didn't like that. No, because they were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good reason. <laughs> James, alcohol or no alcohol at a wedding? Well, you know, I'm going to be a little biased towards the alcohol. <laughs> um, I am an alcohol connoisseur. Otherwise, my... Sumale. <laughs> Connoisseur means that you stay sober enough to study it. Well, I study it as I drink it more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> alcohol uh, or not. I, thing really good. I, think I, alcohol, I think alcohol just loosens everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great social lubricant. Ooh, great word. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. We have Thanks. not been drinking yet. <laughs> Just, yeah, this is done sober. Okay. Yeah. Maybe five o'clock. Sober for this? 
When I type these questions, I may have been drinking a lot of champagne. <laughs> I've been drinking for the last five hours. Oh. It's literally 5.30 here, so it's fine. Oh, okay. I don't start drinking yeah. till noon. Well, it's five o'clock there. Favorite wedding just depends season. on what time zone This is in. the somewhere it's five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Favorite wedding season? Spring and fall. July winter. is hell. Yeah, winter. Winter. It, they're the smaller weddings, quieter weddings, no allergies. He sounds like a grumpy old man. I'm a gr- get off my lawn, James. <laughs> All right, like how many weddings fall. do you think you're not you've getting worked? your frisbee back? What? That was how my. How many weddings do you think you've worked? All of them. Oh God, <laughs> like three. Yeah, I think I think I've done a whopping like two and a half. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm very new at this. I don't know anything. It's like that, Uber ratings. Yeah, right. I've got a two star review on Yelp. <laughs> Because I'm short. Um, I had to lower the bar for you, James. Okay. Quite literally. Because I, I would guess I would guess that James has done about 50 or 60 weddings for us and Ben has done about 300. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that could be right. I actually, I have no idea how many weddings I've done. I've done a lot. Done well, a you lot. do usually somewhere around 10 to 12 a year and you've worked for us for four or five years. Yeah, I think I, think I try and jump in at least once a month. Maybe James more. takes the whole of October off. He refuses to work October. Oh, yeah. That's because he's a leaf peeper. Noted. I'm a leaf peeper. All the fe- festivals are going on. I'm hiking. I'm, you know. So. He refuses to he's work October. He's on them leaves. All yep. right, guys. Last question. Yep. Why do you answer it? Ask it this okay. time. Fill in the blank for me. The key to marriage is, Ben, <sighs> we'll start with you since you have the experience. Alcohol. We're waiting for you. Alcohol. Waiting. Bartender. <laughs> <laughs> the key to a happy marriage yeah or a marriage key to marriage is wait a wedding or marriage marriage oh this thing that we've done for like a while now you're right honey it's listening to you there we go <laughs> <laughs> all right james i know you're not married but you're nearest damn it you should know by now what the key to this is but alcohol was the right answer apparently not <laughs> It's it's a it's a path to the correct answer. Yeah. Um, I think the key to a successful marriage or long-term relationship, as I found myself in, is to make sure that you always prevent her from getting hangry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because if she gets hangry, I mean the world is in trouble. You thought COVID was bad. James, Don't James, feed her for 12 hours. James, I have a follow-up. What? How recently did you just happen to find yourself in this long-term relationship? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, I woke up one day. <laughs> when I was 14 years old. I don't yeah. know where I am. Oh, no. Like, I've been found. It's in this relationship. I'm just, to, I'm just trying to get a Slurpee at 7 Eleven, and here comes Rachel walking in. You have yeah. two puppies. Yeah, I have two puppies in my arms, and she's going, Let me have one of them dogs. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and win. on that note. No, he actually has two dogs. Yeah, no, yeah. Rachel covered that love story. In I was going to say, that's not a sexy thing. She was like, I, she was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be with you. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Here's a cute puppy. Get into my van. Yes. And I, my van's not a white one. It's a, <laughs> it's a U-Haul. Do you want to see? Do you want to see that my puppy? They're inside my cabin. That's right. And I have, I have food, so you never go hangry again. I'm gonna see like questionnaires like requesting James not bartend. Yeah. <laughs> It's hey, okay. we've had if that I, before, not for James, but we do get requests for no bar- certain bartenders to not be on the schedule sometimes. 
I've and never been. Okay. I've never been one of those. Oh, and well. Joe's has never been one of those. Mainly because of his long-term relationship means he's never accidentally slept with any of the bridal party. Well, that's not true. <laughs> oh, actually, that's not true. That's not true. There was a guest that showed up, and it, it was somebody that I had done the mattress mambo with at one point. Ooh la la. She was very nice, though. <laughs> what do you mean by accidentally sleep with? <laughs> that's they tripped. Something okay. I need to work on. <laughs> it's an accident. Oh. <laughs> we had that at Airly. Someone got into a hotel room and we don't know how. And she woke up and her fiance couldn't find her. And she called the police. She said that she was drugged. She was not drugged. We have no recollection of how she got in this room. Like it's. And then, God. <laughs> and, then he, and then he divorced her and she tried to say it was our fault. And I'm like, <laughs> no, ma'am. You know what you're God, doing. We only have five beds, six bedrooms at the manor yeah how much chance of that happening yeah no but she got in and there's no key card oh like that's it's weird yeah this it's is weird. so she got into a room by herself yeah she woke up she was by herself she doesn't remember anything she got into the room without like the key card being swiped her fiance couldn't find her all night this is the story Sounds like whoever she was not. Oh, wait, there's no evidence that she was actually in this room. This is just her story. She says that she was in the room. She says she was in the room. Yeah. But really, the reality is is she just didn't come home one night. Well, okay, she, well, I divorced her too. She didn't come to the her back to her original hotel room. Did you find her in this other room? <laughs> no. Nobody found her in the room? No. Well, just in case that groom needs to get married again, Rixie Manor is a go. great place. <laughs> it's, it's like Cecil Hotel. <laughs> hey, funnily enough, the very, we have another, I have another podcast that I do, which we obviously for no reason, because there's no reason to. I do a podcast too. We all do podcasts. <laughs> I do podcasts. We don't talk about it on here. Our second episode, I did the Cecil Hotel, like a whole big in-depth thing on it. Oh, really? Huh. I think there's a dog in your wall. Yeah, it's in our wall. We should rescue it. So okay. on that note, uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, all the above things. Watch us on YouTube. And Send us some emails if you want to hear more wedding stuff. Yeah, tell us what you enjoy, what you I, don't. I know we're doing this podcast in parts, but this can be an ongoing thing. Yeah, can be. And request bartender James. You just need to get me a stepping stool so I can see over the bar. <laughs> I was going to say, you can also just call him James. I did. Yeah, that's fine. We okay. only have one. That's true. I didn't know James was your middle name. Bartender. Bartender being his first name. <laughs> Piccadilly. Right. That's Piccadilly <laughs> Willie. What do we do? It's, okay. We say goodbye now and I hit stop recording. Goodbye now. Bye. Goodbye now. Bye. Good morning, friends. <laughs>